0: Trials and tribulations. That's what it is. It's- being being turned down yep. and and being told no and being looked down upon, being being spoken just- to a certain way that's embarrassing, and instead of letting them see you sweat, come home and just curl up into a ball. When it, mm-hmm. that that's that's what it is. It's being burnt so many times. And my confidence right now. And I've been. I think I've been like this for a little bit. You know, it's not just through this footwear you know launch that people. I'm good. Now I'm good in my space because I have been turned down so much. And I've been told, you know, um, who do you think you are? And, and, and not deserving of that. Who do I think I am? I'm a hard worker or the biggest thing I got. And this is crazy. And I'm going to say that is they would say, how do you think she's getting all these deals? How do you think, well, what, what is that insinuation all the time? And the frustration with having four screaming kids when I walk through that door and knowing my mission is to help them the whole world doesn't need to know what's going on in my house I need to financially help this household of children That's my number one do I need to show that to you when I'm sitting there trying to do your financials No that, that shows weakness you don't need to know but when someone says to me what what's my intention and how did she do that it, something in me would fire up five, five, ten,
1: two. Welcome back to another episode of the Know Half Have Cakes podcast. Today, we're going to get into a real talk. Uh, so these real talk conversations are every Wednesday. Uh, if you've been around, you know we have our Mindset Monday. We try and start off the week with a good mindset for the week. Uh, we're introducing a new session for Saturdays called Strategy Sprinkles. Uh, these ones on Wednesdays are just a real straight up conversation. Uh, I'll bring on a guest. We'll have a conversation about, uh, you know, things we've been through, uh, things we're going through right now. Our perspectives on life, and just talk about uh, our no half cake moments, and and just try and bring you a real raw conversation about how we do life and how we view life. Uh, hopefully, to give you some value from that. Uh, with me today, I have two very special guests who actually had heard uh, an episode I did previously, uh, and once they did, said, "Hey, this is an awesome format. We got to be involved," uh, and reached out, and I said, "Yeah, I'd love to." So, uh, with me today, uh, I have. Uh, a woman who has accomplished a tremendous amount so much so that I'm going to have to read it. So pardon my eye contact for a second, but, uh, began life on wall street, left to raise her family, uh, from that started a fitness facility, uh, which eventually sold that went back to wall street and now is a managing member, uh, of cheeks brand footwear, uh, in partnership with HSN, uh, my guest the first one to join us here uh sandra scanny so thank you sandra i'm i'm excited to have this conversation here with you uh and i know shortly joining us will be your partner uh who is a podiatrist uh mother of two uh dr marjorie rabbits Uh, i know she'll be joining us shortly but uh in the meantime thank you i'm I'm super pumped to have this combo
0: thank you well that was quite an introduction jim thank you very much wow when you hear that (laughs)
1: good morning Yes. It's, you know, it's, it's when you read it on on paper, there's, there's a lot and I'm sure you've been through a lot uh, to kind of create all those different things. Uh, I'd love if you could just give us kind of a a brief rundown of, of that history and kind of how you got your start and, and especially making the decision to leave all of that and and kind of go take care of your family. Oh
0: yeah. So, um, I can't believe it when when I hear all those things. Like, did I really do that? And it feels like it went by so quickly. So, so yeah. So I started my career right out of college on Wall Street. Um, it was an amazing experience, and um, you know, commuting to the city at a young age and really not knowing what I wanted to do. And I and as soon as I walked into those doors, it was I fit like a mold. It was great investment banking and um, taking companies public and learning about the marketplace. It was it was truly amazing. Um, and then I think I was there, I want to say, you know, 10 years and I really wanted to start a family. So at the peak of my career, I did leave because it was a lot to manage the commute and just, it's it's a high pressure job at times. And even though you're young, you can, you know, take on a lot of punches. I wanted to really separate that. Um, but my personality lends itself to not shutting off. So as I raised my family, I, um, I needed to run a business and I needed to be there for them while they were little tiny babies. So, um, so with my background, as I'm in a spin class thinking, I'm like, okay, I love being in the spin class. I'm getting all this energy out, you know, while the kids are in school or taking a nap. I need to do this. I want to do this. So, so that vision came to me literally in a spin class. And just to fast forward that I, um, I decided to open a gym, a small community gym, Really mostly moms came there because the schedule, it it closed all day. I rented a space. So open at nine, all the kids and the moms put the kids on the bus, closed all day, you know, long, and then reopened at night. And so I hired people at night to do just uh, aerobic classes. It expanded to a point where I, you know, you got to be careful what you wish for. It, It exploded. And it was amazing. I got men and women, husbands, wives, it opened up on weekends, a full schedule and, I busted out of it, but my kids were still very small. I have four with twins. So I just envisioned like, what am I going to do? And I reached out to people because I am good that way with relationship building and without showing weakness, right? Because I have all these members. I have their memberships. I couldn't handle it myself. It was that, it was that, I think there was about four to 500 members, it's crazy in a small facility. Um, and a local gym who I love and I'm still aligned with, um, I want to say purchased my whole gym. So it was amazing. It was an amazing time for me. And now at this point, my kids, um, were just about finishing high school and entering college. Brain still doesn't shut off. And I took the designated test that I left behind on wall street and I stepped right back into the financial career that I am still currently in. I'm a financial advisor at a wonderful firm. Went right back into it at the same pace. Um, Believe it or not, some crossover clients from 20 years prior. Um, So, so I began this wonderful career. Mine still doesn't shut off, and I'm managing, um, you know, both my business and my home still. And Dr. Ravatul, you'll soon meet, who is brilliant. We, um, both a little bit of a square peg as we're raising our children, because both our minds are one way while we're in these PTA meetings, all in a great way, but we really aligned. We were like magnets. Um, not only did she treat me as a patient, our children grew up together. It was just, it's just, just a really great relationship that we've had, you know, yin and yang, I want to say. And she came to me with this amazing idea, um, about this cheeks brand footwear. So she's already involved in it because she made the orthotic for this particular brand back in 2002 when I'm busy doing my gym and raising my kids. She was doing that. And one of the owners of this company came to her and said, you know, I'm going in a different direction. Do you want to purchase 51% of it? She did. And she said, I need the business person behind it. I need, I, I do the doctor part. I need the financial part. I need the business part. Is this a good company? Where can we go with it? What's our vision? So that brings us to today where we did purchase the company and I'm still managing my regular business. And we did launch two shoes with HSN, which they say sold out in one day. Um, And it was pretty extraordinary. And from that, we're getting attention from you know, other people that wanna manufacture our shoes in like big box stores. Um, so it's been an incredible, incredible journey. Raising the family who are all launching amazing, managing my financial career, which is busier than it's ever been. And I believe because I tend to micromanage things that I'm not able to micromanage that financial business, which is a good thing because I have a support team. And I have an amazing practice and I have people who I rely on that are wonderful. They're actually moving into the roles that they really are supposed to be in and love. And I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing just, you know, managing my clients and meeting with them. They're doing all the back stuff that they love that I never let them do because I micromanaged it. So this is a really amazing place to be for me at the moment. You know, I feel like, you know, I can do anything and I have enough time and, literally working 24/7 so it's kind of really weird to explain but I think I'm where I'm supposed to be. So, a very very exciting time creating using my brain.
1: That well, I mean that is super exciting and I, I know that energy of, of being in something that you really enjoy doing and it kind of just lights you up. Uh I'm you know I'm, I'm a little curious to touch on when you mentioned you're doing so many things, right? You're raising a family, you've got your financial uh advisory uh, career, you've got this uh, footwear brand. There's a lot of things that you're involved in and that takes a lot of your time and energy. Plus, you know, you you can't forget self-care and taking care of yourself. Uh, you know, being a mom, being a wife, uh, you know, all of those things. Right,
0: okay. Real life. Come on in, Roger. We're on, we're on live. Go ahead. So finish your thought. I, it, I didn't
1: add. No worries at all. Uh, so, you know, Taking care of, a, doing of, all dog of and
0: a dog and my lab into the mix.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so so doing all those things, hello, uh, doing all those things takes a lot. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious on your perspective <laughs> on, on how you're able to kind of manage all those things at a high level uh, and still see success in all those areas.
0: So I, I, I think I have a, a a good answer for that. Um, so one thing that I've always done, um, even before, you know, all these things manifested into my life, I, I don't watch a lot of TV. Um, I don't do a lot of external, um, things that interrupt my schedule, except for the gym, which I, I work out a lot, but I think external things that aren't necessary. And I, it's hard to explain without, without sound, you know, just without, without sounding a certain way, I just certain things that, that, that don't serve me. I'm not on the phone with somebody speaking about something unrelated to what is important in my life for two hours or three hours. I'm just, if you need me, it's so tell me what you need and let's move on. I've always been like that. Um, my children are like that. We don't spend a lot of time doing things that just don't serve us. I I'm the last person to know about a hurricane, a flood or the weather. Um, you know, I just, I just stay really focused. I want to call it like an ecosystem. Um, I'm managed with my workouts. I don't let anything interrupt my morning workouts, nothing, not, so that's one thing. I'm very scheduled that way. I don't move off of it. Even if I'm not feeling a hundred percent, I do my workout first in the morning, which is super early. Um, I don't do a lot of late night anything. So I'm usually in bed early. So I wake up early and in between this amazing time, I really manage it, um, the way that I need to. And I, I really don't let anything interrupt it. I don't know if that makes sense. So I do have a lot of time. I think a lot of Time is wasted on things that we don't need that don't serve what our purpose is. And that's out of that, that. I've never done. It's not even something that I've just learned. I've always been that way. So people do often say to me, how do you fit it in one day? That's the secret. You know, it's, it's the phone calls. It's uh, am I going to turn on the TV? I mean, the, the news in, is important. Wall Street. I really get, um, you know, a posting first thing in the morning with Wall Street. And I have a great team that way. Other than that, I'm really focused on what I'm doing at the moment. I I hope hope that makes sense. So it's a lot of time in the day. very surprised.
1: Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is is really being intentional with where you spend your time uh, and being disciplined in doing the things that you say you're going to do, you know, not making decisions based on how you feel, right? But if you say, hey, I'm going to do something, you do it regardless of how you feel. Is that right?
0: That's correct. Procrastination, I think, is one thing, just that word. It just doesn't fit in. I, even if, and believe me, I'm human. There are things that I really, you know, don't want to do at the moment. That is not in my language. And if, if I'm really feeling like I'm getting overpowered by something that's a little bit stressful, cause it happens. I journal it, I write it and I work it out through workout. I don't let it interrupt my day. You will probably, except for Marjorie, never see me sweat. I think, um, offline a few times cause we're in front of people often that, She'll probably see the Sandra that's like, okay. She's like, "Are you having a kind of bad day?" But no one else will see that. I really try and stay focused and in my lane in the highway, so I can get things done. That
1: is true. That's uh, yeah. That's that's really important. So, Dr. Abbott, I'm I'm pleased that you're able to join us here, and so welcome. I'm sorry, uh, I, thank you for for joining tutor,
2: us. Illiterate, unfortunately, I really that's in my um, resolution for this year is to have a tutor. Somebody who I actually can pay, not somebody. Oh, I'll show you. I'll show you. No, I need somebody to sit down and show me how to get on Zoom, how to get on that other one that I don't even know what it is. Teams. And this te- Thank you. So I, that's a that's a big goal of mine.
1: <laughs> well, that's a good goal to have. It's you know I think it's important to to kind of realize the areas that we can grow. So congratulations to you for that. That's that's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I would love to hear uh, a little bit of of your backstory and kind of how you uh kind of started and i know that that you are um uh, you know you have a lot going on yourself uh with having your own family and having your own practice and kind got all those things i'd love to really just understand a little bit more about your backstory as well
2: sure well i'm a podiatrist i've been a podiatrist for almost 40 years as, as now i'm being uh told all the time now and it kind of puts things in reality um My father was a podiatrist. So that's really how I got into it because he went to work every day. He loved what he did and I wanted medicine, but I didn't know what I wanted. And then he said, you know, it's a good thing. You might want to do this because, you know, you make people feel better all day, even if it's a kind word or, Mm -hmm. you know, shaving a corn or whatever it is. And so I worked in his office and I really did enjoy that. And then after I went to Boston university, I went to a podiatry school in Manhattan and I lived there. And I really loved it. I wound up doing a surgical residency up uh, in Buffalo. And then I came back and I joined my dad's practice. So I was working with him from 1987 until 94 when he retired. And then I'd just been, uh, I became board certified in foot surgery, do a lot of that. And the practice kept growing and growing. And then as time went on, uh, as my kids got a little bit older and more active, we kind of redirected the practice as to having more family-oriented. In other words, I always said family first, no matter what. So patients, of course, but if somebody had an emergency, if somebody had to leave because there was a family event or a family illness, it was okay. And that caused some issues, you know, between men and women, because I did have male partners at the time. And uh, we literally had a rift between the men and the women and the women joined up and now we've exploded and they're retired. So (laughs) it's been great. So then um, my story as far as the shoe business is I've always had a pension for shoes. I mean, I love shoes. I love fashion, but I never understood why shoes were so uncomfortable. And then as I got older, it got more uncomfortable. So I was on a mission prior to meeting anybody else that to figure out how to make a shoe comfortable. So back in 2004, I met Tony little, uh, he brought his daughter in as a patient and, uh, cause she, he's from Florida, but he had people up here and he heard about me and we were talking and he looks at me like this and he says, he said, you know, I'm thinking of making a shoe, but I know nothing about the foot. And I said, well, I know everything about the foot, but I don't know how to make a shoe, even though I've always wanted to. And he said, "Well, would you want to work together?" So from 2004 to 2008, we were going back and forth. I would go to Florida; he'd come up. We'd send the shoe samples back and forth. And finally, in 2008, he called me up, and he said, "Do you, (laughs) you know, uh, we came up with the shoe, and we are on air with the Today Special on Home Shopping Network, and you have to come up here and be on TV." So I am like, "Okay." So I went down to Florida. And we had this wonderful health sandal that was really well made, terrific. It was exactly all the things that I wanted in the shoe and what he wanted in the shoe. Well, long and short of it is, we sold fifty thousand on our today special the first time we were on. So that was the beginning of a wonderful situation. And uh, you know, I've known him for twenty years. And uh, then, but in the meantime, in two thousand and ten, I got an idea, and I had spoken to somebody at HSN. I really wanted to do a fashion shoe. I really thought that, you know, I, the sneakers are great. The sandals are great, but something that was comfortable for women that needed to go to work every day and would be comfortable. So we went down to Brazil a few times where they have uh, the biomechanical tech places and they, te- you know, they watch people walk and they realize what's important in gait analysis. And uh, in other words, how you're walking and where your pressure points are. And we came up with an unbelievable mold and a, and a last for a shoe. And things get crazy, you know, and so unfortunately, I I still have the stuff and I'm still thinking about it, but I, you know, that particular business didn't work, but I always persevere. And that's, I just keep going. And then an opportunity came up with the other, uh, with the Cheeks product that Sandra, I knew who better than her, who's a brilliant financial person, who's got more energy than anybody I've ever known and is relentless. She will never stop, never. And I love that. And I love her for this. I mean, because... I, different than her, I'm, I'll sit on a Sunday morning and I'll do the New York Times crossword puzzle. I do it every day, but I'll sit and do the puzzle. Whereas I know she's running 14 miles and I'm sitting in my bed with my cup of coffee doing my puzzle. But for me, that's my relaxation and that's where I get my mojo going. And once I'm finished, then I'm ready to get my day going. So
1: that's that's amazing. So that's our story. How how did you two connect originally? How did you uh, originally meet? I'd love to hear that.
0: The Tony story? Well, yes, that yeah. was the Tony story okay. but in school too. Like our okay. children went to, um, the same elementary school, but I had a hair brain idea when I was in spin class and I was a fitness enthusiast. And I said, I want to do this myself. I want to create, and this is the true story because she's proof of it. Yeah. I wanted to do the Peloton bike. She I did. wanted to do, and I, she mm-hmm. said, to, I knew we all knew in town that Marjorie was on TV with Tony little So I, she said, well, Tony's coming over to speak about business in our town. And she invited me over. She's like, meet him, come up with a business plan. And I did, I came up with the bike. I said, you can have me on. I'll have all the energy in the world with the music. I'll figure it out. And I made a little small business plan from what I can manage, you know, manage at the time with twins. I think my twins were like six and then I had my son, my daughter seven, my son's eight. I came up with my mock business plan, brought it to Tony. He said, that's interesting to do a bike with you know, in live with music and everything and you as the instructor and you can get into everyone's living room. Let me think on it. Um, it. You know, he didn't take it to the next level, which was fine. And, you know, sometimes ideas and then now Peloton is here. Like, OK, so Marjorie and there's actually two or three other people in our town that know I had that idea that I brought it to Tony Little through Marjorie. And they're like, Sandra, I cannot believe you had the Peloton idea before anybody. Um, or maybe they were thinking about it, but they they moved on it. So, so then we, we always, like I said, we were always connected in a way, um, when we were at the school and raising the kids and we just always had these inventive ideas. And then she called me again one day recently and said, would you love the opportunity to get back into this, but do it on the shoe side as the financial person? Why am the front person doing your orthotic and being on TV? So and that's it. That's how it happened. <laughs> and very recently we became managing members of Cheeks brand footwear. So we're manufacturing shoes um, and we are busy. We got purchase orders for, for many shoes right now that we're ready to launch and yeah. the world is going to see them. And Marjorie is the star because she really created something that I feel like uh, women, cause we don't have men's shoes yet. Maybe more We will. Them, oh yes, we will. We have to. That, yes. And especially like casual shoes, we want to get into more dressy shoes, but these casual shoes where you can wear a suit and be be in a, a dressy shoe or just something really comfortable, but that the insole you can take in and take out and feel like you can wear it all day long, whether you're in a meeting, whether you're running. I mean, we have every single style shoe, but her insole, I think, is the magic here. That's, that's why I think we're getting a little bit of attention is because I think this is what people wanted. They want to wear beautiful shoes. But not be uncomfortable. And the other thing is, as a podiatrist, I make
2: orthotics and a lot of, all the podiatrists do, uh, they make prescription ones. So this is the first shoe that actually allows the orthotic that's in there, which is wonderful, which could be sold, you know, as a, even in any store known to man, but the if you have your own orthotic, it fits comfortably. So it's like a real easy conversion. I mean, I've been doing that myself since we did these shoes lately and I put my own orthotic in and it's like a marshmallows, heaven. It's wonderful. And every, I'm so happy. And all I'm getting is positive feedback. My patients are calling me at the office. We get it on Facebook. We get, they're like, Oh my God, these shoes are amazing. And they're sold out. And, like, yeah, Oh, we can't out. get them. You can't get them. I can't get them. I just yeah, you not know,
0: my, yeah. my order was canceled. I know. And we're meeting so many people, Jim, that they're like, I would love to see them or try them. And you almost want to say, oh, no problem. We'll have like our people send you. We There's nothing. There's there's no <laughs> juice. So it's there's another one being launched February 24th, a different style that we worked on that we did over the summer that they're ready to launch. So we're pretty excited to hear a different style, to hear the outcome. It's more of a... um. Like an athletic type this the other one's more designer like let's wear with leggings and maybe a cute little you know dress or casual clothes this one you can work out with you can cross train with it's not a running shoe but it's it's a shoe for the gym and we do have samples of that and it is and i've worn them all i won't name the names i'm a i'm a fitness enthusiast i go through sneakers like crazy these are amazing they're just Mm -hmm. they're incredible it's like if i go to her you know with all my problems which i have over the years with running and working out these shoes are amazing. And I can't, I'm, I can't really say this is why I'm not doing a testimonial because people are like, all right, well, you know, she owns the company. No, it's, <laughs> I tell her, I'm like, I can't even believe how these feel. They're better, And there's a couple of shoes out, sneakers out there that are amazing. They beat those sneakers. And I love those sneakers. I'm yeah. loyal to those sneakers. These beat them. they I, I can't explain it. I don't know. And I, it's, I, a yeah. it's a quarter of the price. Yeah. A quarter of the price. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. No. So we are like beyond excited. Yeah.
1: Good. Yeah, I can. I can literally feel the energy about the this That's idea. awesome.
0: Like I want to go around and hug you, like Jen. You have right now. <laughs> so we're we're yeah yeah we're really excited yeah. and you know we're, our brains are more like creative, constant. So, so we're using that to do other. Th- we actually have a lot of other exciting projects um, that we're working on, which maybe you'll hear more about in the next episode. That. Yeah. I feel are life changing, like really crazy things that have come to us that people want to do and collaborate inside the sneaker that really can make changes. And we're working on that also with, with engineers and teams of people behind us from all over that are calling us to do little teeny projects. Can we give them a little hint? We can you could give them a hint if you can. want. I think it's exciting. I mean, people listen. Like, what are they yeah, talking?
1: let's hear it. Here's let's get the, the exclusive.
2: All right. So we're dealing with uh, the Alzheimer's Association right now we're dealing with autism, we're dealing with um, uh, kids that
0: may wander off, and we'll leave it at that. Or parents that want to know where their children are at school that want something a little bit better than um, the proprietary things that are out there. So we're working with um, engineers that are making changes in this world. We're actually working also to, um, to get this to the next level so the whole world can have it at an affordable price and have it make sense where it's just... You don't have to get it, but if you're in a certain situation where, like, I had kids that are in college that that studied abroad in Italy, and they went to Greece and they went to Paris, I want to know if they're okay. I mean, we had the phone, and that's okay, but that that doesn't always work. That that's that's false sense of security. If somebody took them, or they don't, they're not where they want to be. I need to know. And and again, you always hear negativity. Like, oh, well, you know, I can't do this, or you can't. It's not going to go here, or it could have, this. It's mitigation for risk you know, the things that we're talking about are just finding out where our loved ones are. And I know there's things out there. It's a huge, huge space right now. But the secret sauce that Marjorie has is going to make the difference that no one else has. So, you know, these things that are out there, I mean, there's always going to be a space when someone finds something successful. So there's everyone out there, they say they have patents. Everyone's got it. It's, it's crazy how this world is with the word patent. Yeah. You can get whatever. So you, you, proprietary, there's only one, I think source that has proprietary resources over. We're calling them trackers, right? But Marjorie's got something a little special that someone else doesn't have that they want. Mm-hmm. So they came to her and I, and we were shocked that they did. They came to us they for came. it. And a lot of it has to do with the special needs category first but that same technology can be brought to middle america to help others that are just worried about where their children or loved ones are that are not in a special needs category mm-hmm. so it's like these balance of two things and so that's an exciting project more to come more, more to come. come on that and we can't talk about it anymore yeah right <laughs> more to come on that
1: good so let's change topic a little bit i want to ask about struggles or or difficulties or Things that you run into as a primarily woman-owned business, uh, because that's you know a conversation. You know, I think when we originally spoke, it was about being a good communicator, uh, and you had mentioned it's it's uncommon for a guy to be a good communicator, right? And I think as you look at the relationship between or the perception between women-owned businesses or male-owned businesses, uh, I think in society there there is a perception that. One may be not as strong as the other. And I'd love to hear your perspective on things that you run into uh, or just your experience in that realm.
2: Oh, boy. I could write a book because being a podiatrist, again, since 1986, I can tell you a lot of stories of how things have changed in business as well as just being a female in the medical profession. For instance, I'll give you an example. Back in 1987, again, when I started working, I was the only female surgeon in one of the community hospitals out here. One of the administrators came through in the quote unquote, nurse's lounge, because it was the nurse's lounge and the doctor's lounge, came into the nurse's lounge and said, this is a quote, "Uh, what can we do to make this lounge better? So I turned around, sort of tongue in cheek, being a young person and a little naive, I said, why don't we make a female surgeon's lounge? He turned to me and he says, When this becomes a, a woman's hospital, that's when you'll get a female surgeon's lounge. Well, he was actually reported and wound up having to write a letter to me to apologize and was subsequently let go. So those were the things that we were facing in the beginning. When I took over the practice, um, you know, going through my different changes when the girls versus the guys, the guys basically said, it's never going to work nobody wants to go to a woman nobody wants to you know do that and it and it's changed so much so just to fast forward now kind of the lines are more blurred i find i don't really think that people are looking at and maybe i'm wrong sandra but you know i've had all those struggles with guys i've had terrible things said to me i've had all sorts of situations but in our particular situation maybe because we are so powerful and so you know so secure in who we are I don't know right now, 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 <laughs> but I don't, I don't think I feel so much. So I don't think anybody looks at us. Oh, you are women, whatever. No, they're like, we want you. We like, like Paul would mm-hmm. say no more. Mm-hmm. Um, we want you, we like you and we stand up but to we had to earn that respect, but too. we had to don't earn forget. it. But yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, now let's move forward on another project. Not woman, man, doesn't matter. It's blurred.
0: Really? But that there was, it. You're asking for struggles. I mean, it's, okay. it, there's a lot to unpack there for where we were or, and I can just pivot to where I was on wall street. Um, you know, in in 2000 and change the difference, I mean, there, it's nothing like it is now, but I was that same person that knocked down doors. And when you knock down doors, sometimes you get hung. So, so it's not, it's not a secret that I, you know, I, I went head to head and, and, because of my beliefs. And because I, um, I think, okay, you're looking at, it doesn't matter what you're looking at, man or woman, I want that same opportunity. And that did not happen. Just crystal clear. It just didn't happen, but I kept, I would just persevere. I would just keep going and going and going with my vision. And it would, there were a lot of struggles. And I think the reason why we are so powerful now is because if you don't align with what I'm thinking, there's somebody else that is, and I don't spend any time looking for approval from, from, a, from men that are in that business. And in the financial industry, I will tell you, it, it's, it's, it's a lot like that. The reason I'm at the company I'm at, there's no words, and I won't even go there too long. They're the most amazing people to work with that I've ever worked with. So I will forever be, at uh, hopefully, at the place that I'm at financially. The gentleman who is the president of the company understands it. His his wife is a CEO, but he, it's not even about man or woman. He's just about you know hard work. What what do you deserve because of your work? And whether it's a man or a woman, you are you. He gives you everything, the tools that you need to succeed, and gives everything to you. It doesn't matter who you are. And if you're working harder than the next guy, you're you're getting what you need. So that's where I wound up. I wasn't there a few years ago. I came from another financial firm who didn't have those views, and it was very very difficult. Being in the position I was, which was a very high level position, dealing with the pushback, I couldn't take it. I, w- I just, it was like suffocating, getting suffocation. And it's still like that. It's still a men's club there. I'm not there, which is great. And I have wings. So no matter who you are, and I told the person that I'm with now, when I moved to there, I said, I have wings to fly. If you leave me in a box, it's not going to work. He said, I want you to fly and they support you. So I align myself with people like that. And as we pivoted into this business i did get more because i'm on the business end from the manufacturing side i did get pushback like okay she's like a doctor and you're like a financial person like you you need to learn about manufacturing i've been doing this for 40 years kind of conversation and we did butt heads a little bit also in a in a more passive way because i'm just learning this and i have customers and i need to represent and in the end of the day when we manufactured these shoes they did call and say, and they were not insulting or anything. It's just, they weren't, they didn't recognize that. I have bandwidth. I could, I don't need 35 years to learn what you're doing. i no insult. And now we are so aligned as team members where we manufacture. And I did get the phone call pretty recent when we, when they saw the sellout and a lot of respect to Marjorie and I for being a podiatrist working full time. I'm a financial person working full time and we did this and we did it with grace and style all the way through down from pricing to launching to tariffs, to things we had no idea about. We don't know. She knows feet. I know numbers and we had to learn about tariffs. So, um, we did it. And we, these people that we're working with now, I don't think they thought of us as, as women, they thought of us as you don't know anything about the shoe business. So a little bit mm-hmm. different philosophy and why we got pushed back, but we've been through so much as, uh, as women, that I, We didn't care. We I said, if you don't want our business, we're going somewhere else. That's just the bottom line. And then we're like, mm-hmm. uh, go ahead and try it. And we actually did wind up doing that. You know, we brought this to somebody else from a manufacturing perspective. And we did get what we got 20 years ago from that person. And they're like, yeah, go ahead and try and find somebody. And and we did. And too bit on them. And I'm sure they watched it on TV. And I'm sure that they're upset. Okay. And... That They they had their opportunity, but they treated us very much like we were treated 20 years ago. So, you know, we we know what to do. Just move on. Move to the person who gets us.
1: Mm -hmm. Where do you think that strength came from to do that? Because, you know, I know you mentioned it wasn't always that way. Uh, So getting into that mindset where you're not afraid to be judged or, you know, you almost even invited in because you are so confident in who you are. Uh, I'd love to hear a little bit more about where that came from for you in that process.
0: Trials and tribulations—that's what it is. It's- being being turned down yep. and and being told no and being looked down upon, being being spoken just- to a certain way that's embarrassing. And instead of letting them see you sweat, come home and just curl up into a ball. When mm-hmm. that—that's—that's that's what it is. It's being burnt so many times. And my confidence right now, and I've been, I think I've been like this for a little bit, you know, it's not just through this footwear, you know, launch that people, I'm good now. I'm good in my space because I have been turned down so much. And I've been told, you know, um, who do you think you are? And, and, and not deserving of that. Who do I think I am? I'm a hard worker or the biggest thing I got, and this is crazy. And I'm going to say that is they would say, how do you think she's getting all these deals? How do you think, well, what, what is that oh, insinuation yes. all the time and the frustration with having four yeah. screaming kids. When I walk through that door and knowing my mission is to help them. The whole world doesn't need to know what's going on in my house. I need to financially help this household of children. That's my number one. Do I need to show that to you when I'm sitting there trying to do your financials? No, that, that shows weakness. You don't need to know. But when someone says to me, what, what's my intention and how did she do that? It, something in me would fire up. You know, you're, you're not paying my bills. You're not feeding my children. How, like, how dare you? And it was constant. So that I think is what, especially when I have my children, my hard work ethic. When I wanted to be at their birthday party, and I told my husband, "You have to take them. I have to go to work." And it's a Sunday at three o'clock. It was that passion that got me so fueled up with men. It was, and I'm saying it because it wasn't women who who took that for granted. They don't. They don't know what I'm missing. And just because they thought they're the the breadwinner of the house and we call it the insurable interest in our world that's that's this company i worked for that they said you know they're the insurable interest so they deserve to take my business internally my own like my peers they would take go behind and take commissions off the things that i had and i i you just don't even know what to say to that and i would confront and they said well i helped you with that so i took that okay well that doesn't work for me so i took things very far. Cause that doesn't work. That's, I don't just say, okay, well, I guess so. I no, no, I went straight to the top, which sometimes is not the right thing to do in corporate. You get hung and that's great. Hang me because what do they say? Uh, you know, when you, when you plant a root, you can cut it all you want. I'm just going to keep sprouting up. and um, you will not, you cannot, I just don't mind, or I don't want to say, I don't care. If someone doesn't have that judgment of me, then you really don't know me it's okay to be an arm's length. I think there's good in everyone, but the people that sit this close to me understand me completely. Mm -hmm. Otherwise you are just more than arm's length.
1: So what I'm I'm hearing you say there is, it's having such a strong conviction in your purpose that you don't mind the trials and tribulations you go through. They almost uh, actually are to your benefit. They strengthen you, right? And you take the turmoil that comes up and you use it to your benefit. Right. As as kind of fuel for the fire Yeah,
0: as positivity. And then and I'll let you say something about this. But then there's a a, there's a point where you give back and sometimes you have to give back sometimes more than what you have if it's the right reason to give back. And it's in all different all different ways. So my example and I there's a lot of them. I feel great about giving back. Um, My kids all went through soccer. They played soccer in college. They all went on full scholarship. To a school that was seventy thousand dollars a year times four children all four into the same college on full scholarship and when they're four years old and six years old then we're doing travel and we're going all over the country like all of our parents do all the parents do whether it's gymnastics lacrosse whatever and the bills that come in are more than the mortgage on the house to get these children my children to do all these things with just my income at the time and the team that we were with which is a community team here in smithtown they were just good people They figured it out behind the scenes for us all the time they were like no your kids are talented and so we went through this process we wind up all successful on the other side everyone's like oh my goodness all four of sandra's children on full scholarship at this amazing high level school how did she do it i did i take the credit no the foundation of how we got there with these people that really helped us from the background is how we got there now I give them everything. I support everything. Big numbers too, they want. And they'll ask me for a charity of whatever it is. And I write the check. I don't ask. I write the check. I write the check. I write the check because it's helping other people. So that I'm doing now because look where I can't. Look where. Look what happened. You can't just forget those people. All of them, mm-hmm. all of my even my neighbors and my friends. I don't forget. You need something from me. You, you have a flat tire in New Jersey on the GW Bridge and it's 12 o'clock at night and I'm in St. James. I'm coming to get you. I am coming to get you. Can you change the tire though? And I can change the tire and drive a standard and yes. So that's that's what you have to give back. You can't forget ever. True. Every person, every single one of them. And I say that because sometimes I'm shocked with a phone call or something that I do even recently. Like I said, I remember. I remember that day that you were my first insurance policy when I was in a spin room in a gym and I went back to finance. I remember Marjorie saying to me, come and do my whole entire office, insure everybody, mm-hmm. insure my children, insure myself. And I'm like, Dr. Rabbits. I just went from spin to Dr. Rabbits' house. <laughs> and she didn't even say, she's like, just do it. Just yeah. do it. No, tr- Don't I trust you? Let me see your designation. I trust you. So do you think when she asked me, when I'm the busiest person in the world to take on this ginormous thing, I'm like, oh, yes, let's go. Nobody better than
1: Sandra. That is <laughs> That's amazing. How do you think your experiences and, and these lessons have translated to your kids? I'd love to hear that aspect of it as well, because oh, you we can't cry. gloss over that. <laughs> you right? can't gloss over that aspect of your lives as, as you know, leading your family as well.
0: Oh, you go, your children are amazing. The, the biggest
2: cheerleaders, the biggest, I have two boys, 25 and 23. And When we have meetings, my older one who travels every day to Brooklyn from here, he's commuting and he'll say, you got it, mom. I know you can, you're going to be the best. You are the best. You know, and my other one too, he said, he'll come home because he's still in school and he'll come home. He goes, how did the meeting go? You know, what do you think? You know, what's going on now? And it's just, it's such a wonderful, wonderful thing because my kids I think are both ambitious because they see what ambitious brain ambition brings and i'm not just saying financial at all at all i'm talking about how you feel about yourself how you feel about what you've accomplished my one son is going to be a phys ed teacher at first he was doing something else and he realized he loves coaching he loves kids and then he went back to school for that and today he, he was leaving and he had to go early in the morning because his class was at eight that he was teaching so he gets he left at six and he goes not too far about uh 45 minutes away I said, why are you leaving so early? He goes, because I really want to get it right. I want to teach these kids everything that I can teach them. And I'm like, oh, that's my son. <laughs> you know, I loved it.
0: So. I'm it's, it's, yeah, it's, you know, watching I and watch watch it. And I do. And I have double that amount, double. So I look at my children. They, they went to a college together. And again, naysayers. Oh, look at her. Because you know, I've always been, my kids, were, people that know me in this community, it's always the four of them. All together. And they all have different brains. And they say, you better be careful that you're mushing them all together for, for your ecosystem. It was the best thing I ever did. You know, my kids all launched, they're all very close in age. They all played soccer together. So I actually was able to go to one place to watch them in college, but they rarely like checked in with me. They said, no, no, I got it. You know, my son, Marco needed an Advil. So my daughter went to his dorm, got him an Advil. Like they're all taking care of each other. Sunday dinners together. They went for their masters together. And my daughter graduated with a degree in economic theory, and she was the only girl in that. It was a tough master's program at the Levy School, full ride to do it, because I'm a no nonsense person. Like COVID meant to me, you know. Oh, my, you know, my child may want to stop. I'm like, you're not stopping. You're home, and you're going to finish. The she had to finish her master's program here, and they did it. They did it together, and. She's in data analytics now in an amazing, it's a high level job for a young girl. I don't understand her language at all. It sounds cryptic to me. Um, My oldest son, also in data analytics, he's in a global company in Manhattan doing the same thing. Him and my second graduated with this degree in economic theory, which I'm saying that I'm using it loosely. I have no idea what that is, but but they did it. And they look at all these, whatever. So they're just at a different level language wise with analytics and what they do for the world. Then I have twins. Um, who one of them is a school teacher at a charter school um, doing amazing things for children, and she's very drawn to um, helping children like Marjorie's son. And um, Margot, who ha- was born with I think my brain on steroids, I should say, is a software engineer um, at a high level company um, doing amazing things. So as I watch them, my ecosystem on how I raise them with this, no gossip. I don't want to hear it. Like in a young they do like this one did this in dance class. This one did this in soccer. This one kicked me in the shin. By the time they were like four, like that don't, four don't bring it home. And they don't like they're even oblivious to, you know, what's going on outside. That's negative. They will have insurance policies that they pay for that are whole life. Like they are my disciples. Um, so I think that there's a lot of great things. They're there. When they have problems and issues in life, which some are big, some are small, they go to each other. And two of them live at home. When one of them has a problem, it's a fire drill. Everyone comes home, feline. And I'm out of it. I'm like, what's going on? They're like, mom, we got it. We got it. So I don't know if it's this work ethic that I had created in a good way, but they do stay in line with what they should be doing. At least I think so making change, giving back and giving back to each other and being kind and any external things they truly are not interested in. Sometimes I'll even go in the wrong lane on the highway because I need to. And they're like, mom, what, why would you say that? <laughs> Do I have to um, have that kind of day? They just don't align with it even more than me. So that makes me so proud. Their, their um, social media temperament is only what is needed. Um, for their jobs. Other than that, they're not interested. I'll even send them a text. I'm like, you, what, you're you alive in New York City? <laughs> and, you know, I'm just busy, mom. I love you. You know, they don't, their conversation is not on a text because I've told them, you know, on caveman days, they they chisel to communicate. I said, that's what text is. Get on the phone, pick it up and tell your grandmother that you love her. Goodbye. And they've learned that because we're in the, in my opinion, cavemen. Like, what well, everything is written in a word. What does that mean? Why? how is did that text really mean that? And like, I didn't mean it. Well, pick up the phone and call me, even in business. Texting is, is, uh, in my opinion, where like I use it for a resource um, to make things go quick. But I don't put how I'm feeling oh, on a text. And my children, I think, are to a point where I worry about them, which is a good thing that they're not like that. And I I personally, again, I don't hope I'm not overstepping boundaries of what people feel, but I think social media and texting and, you know, a lot of it, I think has to temper down a little bit. It's, I don't think what's on Facebook is, um, is real, I think. And that's okay to want to send something positive to feel good. But I think there's narrations and I think certain kids, uh, I don't say all of them get influenced. Does that person really look like that? Does that, you know, then, then they want to focus on that. You're
2: talking about that right now in Congress.
0: They See, And whole, I don't even know they, that I, I do. They have a whole
2: hearing going on right now about it. And, yeah. and I, as I was leaving, I was listening to Mark Zuckerberg say, Oh, it has nothing to do with their psychological development. They've proven there's been studies that, Facebook and all that does has nothing to do with how kids feel about themselves
0: and depression and whatnot. I'm like, what are you, out of your mind? Are you it's not- a big topic, Jim. It is. It's That's your you- next thing, yeah. especially for children. Oh, man. And I do think it stems from this. You have to get into your, I use the ecosystem. I'm not saying that everyone needs to be like me and, you know, have this little chip of not stepping outside social boundaries. Because I am very private, and Marjorie knows that. Like, I have very, I have a lot of friends. Everybody's my friend, but I have few that are shoulder to shoulder. And my children are the same. And they don't do social media. I don't even know what Snapchat is. We have to do LinkedIn in my business, but but business posts go on there. I, I you know, people like I saw your post. I don't even know what my post is. My marketing team does it, and I love them, but I'm not there making all these things in the background that are probably not real. Um, you know, they keep my clients up to date with financial news. Um, and I just feel like you need to read a book. I read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Every time I'm done reading it, I, I use the podcast during run and I, I listen to it again. There's something in there that's important. I read The Shoe Dog because I'm in the shoe business. The, the, the person who brought Nike home. Yeah, They're mm-hmm. insane. So like pick up a book, kids, and like learn something. And if you really want to not open it up, you get to put it in your ear instead of something that doesn't make sense. So I feel like that is probably the biggest takeaway that my kids have learned through, you know, raising them Is they're busy with, they were in soccer and working out and seeing my work ethic and my energy level. And there's no room for nonsense. So they do the same thing as me. They get everything done in a day and they go to Trader Joe's and unpack it and put it away because I'm busy and I don't have to ask twice. So like those things are what these kids need to learn. You got to help out. I don't care if you're 22. I don't care. Like I'm busy. And then when they're busy, they say to me, mom, could you do this? There's not even a day that even if I'm busy that I say no to them, you know, they need this done and I'm in the middle of chaos. I come through for them all the time.
1: Was that a lot? Yeah. It's, you can't emphasize enough the importance of of having that relationship, you know, and, and I think For a large degree, that's what social media is, and that's what it's intended to be, I should say, is relationships. There are are some people who I have relationship with who I've never met in person, but I will consider them a close friend because you use social media the correct way to enable a relationship, not for self-validation because so many people liked my picture. And I think people don't use that tool in the correct way uh, because the, you know, the tool got uh, commoditized and, and people want to make money off of it. And that's fortunately not always easy to make money off of you know, genuine intention, but uh, that's what we're looking to change and having conversations like these and, and helping people see perspective and understand, you know, kind of the, the right and wrong way to to go about life. Uh, so thank you for, for bringing that topic up. Yeah, Um, I
0: think it's a topic, even, you know, put your phone away at dinner and see the kids at dinner. We're not allowed in my family. There has to be boundaries. And I do think the topic of these children, and I hear it a lot on this vape, I mean, again, we could could, could probably be here until Sunday, (laughs) but uh, the vaping and the parents, you know, being okay with, they're not feeling well or depressed, and that's, they're not smoking, because I'm in the insurance business. And I have to say your son or daughter's a smoker. No, they're not. They just vape because they have these anxiety issues. You have to compartmentalize what it is that that child is suffering from and not mask it. So I think society does need to to change. And it probably is another time for another topic and a serious one at that. Um, But these children need more. They need to play in a playground. I don't care if you're 25. I might do that with my kids, by the way. Uh, Swing on a swing. Try it. Try it to take your grown children or I don't care if they're 13 or 14. And swing on the swing and go on the seesaw. You know, it's just they're not getting that. They don't. They don't feel free. They feel stress and anxiety with what this world is showing them. And if you put them inside an ecosystem and raise them a different way, they come out a different way. They're not affected by all of this. And when they are, they they have different outlets. Just a, just another yeah. conversation, I think.
1: Absolutely. Like this, so we do but... have to uh, kind of <laughs> land this ship <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I have two additional questions for you, if I could. Uh, Number one, if you had to give someone one piece of advice to have a slightly better day today, what would that what would that piece of advice be?
0: Sure. Um, Yeah. One piece of advice when you wake up in the morning. Be very cautious of how you handle those first five minutes. Take time for yourself. Don't look at your phone. When you step out of bed, one foot says thank the other one says you and just go into the day with a positive, uh, thought process. No matter what you're feeling, no matter what happened the night before, no matter what's on your mind, thank you and be, smile, be happy and start your day that way and you'll see a huge change in how the rest of the day manifests.
2: I can't beat that. Yes, you can. No, I can't. You can. I can Because because what do I do? My day begins with a cup of coffee, you know, and I just think about what my day is going to be like and my puzzle as you know, as you're again running and I'm doing that. And then I say, what can I, okay, so what can I tell somebody? Just feel good about yourself. Just, you know, be confident, be positive, you know, nothing is that terrible that can't be dealt with or fixed. And that is true. You know, if you really think about it, if you're depressed about something, well, go talk to someone or, or try to change your situation if it's, if it's situational or I don't know. I mean, that's, that's what I do. I mean, I talk to people all day long and people come to me with all sorts of problems, loss of a loved one, uh, illness, you know, like serious illness. And, you know, I try to give them a kind word and look them straight in the eye and and say, you know, whatever you need, if you need me to do something, I know as I'm a podiatrist, but I've known you a long time, I can get you to the right place to speak to someone. And I see a lot of priests and, and other religious people in there, and we talk about this all the time, how people have gone so far away. I know I'm kind of off topic, but they've gone so far away about, you know, spirituality and really feeling things and not just seeing things on the outside, but kind of going within and figuring it out themselves. So that's something that I like to think. I do it all the time. I mean, she knows this. because I'll have a bad day and and then I I compartmentalize. I say, all right, why is my day bad? Or what's really... And then when you get to the bottom of
0: it, it's like, that's okay. We'll deal with it. Don't worry. Be happy.
1: So Those are two excellent pieces of advice. I'll give you that for sure. Um, so our last question is: It wouldn't be the No Have Cakes podcast if we didn't cover the topic of cake, and specifically, I would love to know your personal favorites. What are they?
0: Okay. You go. You want to go first? Yeah, I don't eat sweets. Go.
2: I oh, have, I never eat sweets ever, ever, ever. But uh, if I did,
0: probably carrot
1: cake. Sandra. Sandra.
0: Mr. Jim, because I'm a workout nut, you won't see a piece of sugar in this mouth. Yeah, you give same. me a chocolate cake, chocolate on chocolate with chocolate sprinkles and chocolate syrup. I I can't give me a up. fork. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Shh. How about you?
1: I love What's it. Your- uh, me, I go, I go chocolate peanut butter is usually the go to. Oh, he's still my heart, yeah. Peanut <laughs> mm. But uh, in all seriousness, I, I really just want to. Thank you and honor you for for spending the time for going over this stuff. There, there was a lot in this conversation, and I know I got value out of it. Um, if somebody wants to continue to either get in touch with you or uh, find out more about your shoes, kind of where would they do that?
0: Yeah. So right now we are working on a new website. So maybe by the time if you are invited to do another one of your amazing podcasts, that website is going to be completely created. We have our cheeks um, website up now, but I think the best way to get us as we're forming this incredible business, we have a wonderful email that I can give to you. And I have, I don't mind giving out my, um, my cell because that is on social media and it is protected. So I absolutely don't mind um, giving out my, my, um, my email and my phone.
1: Sure. Yeah. We can certainly add those into, into the show notes there. for you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I have, we have a email for our LLC. I'm Sandy. She's Marjorie. The LLC is Sandy Marr. So we have an email under that name and I'm more than happy. And so is Marjorie. Mm-hmm. If anyone, um, you know, wants to get in touch with us, we would be honored and blessed to speak with anyone that's aligned with you. It's, it's all good. You're amazing. Yes, and your family's amazing. Thank you so oh, much. Know. Oh, my God. We, I know we, we didn't we touch did. upon that. We love, I yeah. love, love you. Wow. Oh, oh, Talk about God. a celebrity. Now we don't want to go into oh, another gosh, topic right yes. there. That celebrity greatest, status. Greatest. Yeah. Greatest. We need uh, to be thank honest. you so much. Yeah. Like, no, true. That's celebrity. So we feel honored to be invited by you yes. and then to be asked by your dad to give your, that's how great he is, by the way. So he did what we did to you and that's his right. and your siblings. Yes. Yeah, so and we know all about Manto. <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: I love it. Well, again, thank you so much. This has been, it's been fun. It's been a pleasure. And uh, that'll be another episode of No I Have Cakes. And I appreciate it. Have a yeah. wonderful day. A okay. Yes. Okay. Let's no, get some cake. We're not, we're, not, we're really not. Bye. Bye.